What makes the good life the good life? This podcast is on a mission to find out. So join us as we explore the Heartland's best and most honest voices. Venture to all four corners of York County, because when it comes to quality of life, it's all about keeping it local. Brought to you by the York County Development Corporation, this is 17 County. Thank you for joining us today. Be sure to like, subscribe, and review our podcast, 17 County Podcast. Doing so will help grow our podcast, uh, help reach more people, and we appreciate the help from our listeners uh, to grow our audience. Um, We'd also like to take the time to thank our members. Uh, Without these great members, we wouldn't be able to do what we do here at YCDC. Uh, So members such as AgriProducts, Nebraska Public Power District, Henderson State Bank, um, Perennial Power District, uh, York Cold Storage, and Union Bank and Trust, uh, all great members uh, that help us do what we do down at uh, YCDC. Members can be found at the member directory page at yorkdevco.com. That's yorkdevco.com. So we'll jump into our interview. Today I find myself at a familiar location, the principal's office. Uh, My guest uh, calls North Central Nebraska home uh, and comes to us by way of Wakefield, Nebraska. Uh, He started his career as a science teacher and coach before branching out into his current role as an administrator. Uh, He has been with York High School ever since the summer of 2019. So I welcome Jason Heights to the show. Thank you. Welcome, welcome. Yep. First thing we have here is kind of a fun little this or that kind of segment. Just kind of get everything going, get everyone flowing, kind of talking. Uh, first one up, uh, with it being March Madness, uh, first question is Duke or UNC? UNC. UNC. I'm supposed right. to say whatever comes to mind, right? <laughs> yep. Okay. Yep. All right. First, first one comes to mind. <laughs> All right. Uh, early morning or late night? Probably late night. Late night. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Always. Those are always much more enjoyable. Uh, <laughs> toast or eggs? Toast. Toast, yep, yep. Uh, Facebook or Twitter? Uh, Facebook. Facebook, yeah. Radio or Spotify? Mm, Radio. Radio? Is there like a favorite station that you always got put on? No, I just tool around through the different radio stations until I find a song. Until you find something that that, that enjoys. I probably should use Spotify. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Cake or pie? Pie. Pie? A certain type of pie? Apple, probably. Apple pie? Yep. Uh, music or podcast? Music. Music? Yep. Is there a certain type of music I should... No, that's another thing. A v- very wide variety. Yeah. Yep. Covered it all? Yep. Uh, card games or board games? Uh, probably card games. Is there a particular card game? Are you Nerds. I think it's I'll call other things, too. Okay. Nerds. I can't think what the other term is that I've heard for it. It's, a, it's like a fast... It's like a speed solitaire type thing with teams. Oh, okay. Yep. That's kind of interesting. <laughs> right. Yeah. I always like card games. Yeah. Yes. Fun again. Even in the fraternity, we I learned how to play pitch in my fraternity right. in college and everything like that. Right. A bunch of guys like to from small towns just get together and yep. play cards. Yep. So yeah, yep. that was a lot of fun. Uh, mountains or beach? beach? Beach. Road trip or a cruise trip? Uh, good question. Probably a road trip. Road trip. Yep. Uh, been on a road trip or anything recently? Any? Not recently, but yeah. I, be, I mean, I guess I've never been on a cruise. Okay. So yeah. It, what, it, yeah. Uh, passenger or driver in a car? Probably driver. Driver. Yeah. Uh, art museum or history museum? History. History. Is yeah. there a certain time period that you enjoy? Uh, no, pr- but probably American history. American history. Yep. Yep. Uh, accuracy or speed? Accuracy. Accuracy. And then, yeah, cool. Right okay. on. So All right. yeah, that's a fun little. This or that. Just kind of fun to kind of learn a little bit more about people. Right. Uh, Tells you yeah. something about me, right? Yeah, yeah. Okay. And all of our listeners, you'll you know, kind of judge you on what time of you know cruise trip or road trip right. or anything like that. <laughs> uh, so, uh, 
Cool. So we'll jump right in here. Yep. Uh, so what was life kind of like growing up uh, in north central Nebraska? Uh, it sounds like you called a couple places home, but uh, kind of what did you do to kind of stay busy up there? Yeah, I'm kind of from two different small towns. I, my younger years in Bassett, Nebraska, uh, up in Rock County. Um, and about fifth grade year, I think it was, we moved to O'Neill. So I went to O'Neill, St. Mary's. And both great small towns to be a little kid, to have a, to have a family grow up in. Um, you know, very safe welcoming not really I, I suppose I'm exaggerating but there wasn't really any worries mm-hmm, mm-hmm, I had a pretty mm-hmm, good mm-hmm. pretty good life pretty good childhood uh, so I'm, I'm probably spoiled by saying that but um, and you know in school just like just like most kids in small towns I suppose I my my hobbies were swimming I suppose in the summer but my hobbies during the school year were you know football basketball baseball or not baseball excuse me track I did track. a little bit of baseball in my really younger years, but I was never much of a baseball player yeah, either. I never either. could get it, you know, the hand eye and the baseball. Yeah, me either. I wasn't very good. Stuff. Nope. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, I had that kind of natural athleticism that led me to track and football go. and things right. like that. Yep. Just yep. kind of, kind of, didn't really require a skill, right. if you will. Right. <laughs> um, so, uh, what were some other? Did you stay busy with like 4-H or what was some other things? You no, did? we didn't have that type of thing at at O'Neill anyway, or not O'Neill St. Mary's. Um, so no, I, I was never like a ag guy mm-hmm. by any means. Um, I was a town kid, but it was a small town. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. I, I wouldn't call myself a city kid, but but you know, a town kid. Um, any summer jobs or anything like that? Yeah, I worked busy? at a grocery store. I started that boy pretty early. I want to say the summer after my eighth grade year. I was fourteen or so, whatever it was. And, right, as you can, yeah, and, right, and, as and young as you can work. Worked yeah. for five or six years and went until I went to college, basically. So that was pretty it was good. good. It was a good. Like I said, typical small town grocery store type job. And those are nice, yeah, because yep. they're really flexible with all your hours and that kind yep, of stuff. That's right. The it's owners, about to do you know, okay. and sports. Yeah, and, they understand all that. Right. I remember. I mean, awesome to get a paycheck when you're 14 years old. Right. Uh, it, yeah. <laughs> how quick? How quickly it will disappear? Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Right. And <laughs> yeah. so, did you feel like you know, growing up in O'Neill, that kind of got you ready for your your next steps in your life, everything? <clears throat> yeah, I do. Um, I'm, I'm looking ahead a little bit about you. You had a question about college here, mm-hmm. and so I'll kind of step into that. I, I I think school prepared me for college for sure, and I didn't. I realized later there was never a question of are you going to college or not. Mm-hmm. It was more like it's time to choose a college. It was which, not which college. It was not right. what you know, and college or work. And I'm was, not yeah. saying my parents pressured me that way. I just mean I never. It never even occurred to me that a person wouldn't go to college. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, and again, that probably makes me spoiled too, <laughs> and maybe a little bit naive. Uh, but I had a similar viewpoint though growing yeah, up. Yeah. It's yeah. it's what college. Uh, mm-hmm. So your question here: Did you ever consider other options? Not really. Yeah. It was, it was more, you know, <laughs> I didn't was, necessarily was, know what I wanted to do right away. Did you know you wanted but, to stay in state, or did you have no, any like desire to, to go out of state? Uh, um, I guess yeah, you ended up going out of state. I, I went out of state, yeah. and it was only—it's only about a two-hour drive from O'Neill to Vermilion, mm-hmm. where where USD is. I didn't even really consider University of Nebraska Lincoln. Yeah, and I don't remember specifically why, except that that's a little bit too big for me. That's not—that's not what I'm interested. Because in. USD was uh, eight yeah. eight thousand. Yeah, probably like that. that's about right. Yeah. Yep. Um, less than ten thousand, probably. Right. Yep. So, you know, close by to O'Neill would be Wayne State College. Um, there's Morningside in Sioux City. Yep. yep. Um, of course, USD and Vermillion. And I remember, I think I toured Briarcliff, which I think is also in Sioux City. Yep, that's also right over there. Um, 
I don't remember going to very many college visits, or, or but my, I do remember my mom or dad taking me places mm-hmm, mm-hmm. To, to ask some questions and figure it out. And for I, I can I can remember USD just feeling more welcoming, um, even even the people, the campus too, but 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 just the people, the people that were trying to, you know, the recruiters, the ones mm-hmm. that are ones that want to find seniors Giving in high school. Yeah, and all that yeah. Kind of stuff. yeah. I, I, they, it felt good, and that's why I picked it. Um, so there wasn't anything that it wasn't like I picked it because they have a certain program. Okay. I was just going to ask. Yeah. yeah because did, I didn't know I was undecided. Undecided going in. I, I kind of, I, I liked science. I ended up being a science teacher, but anyway, I liked science from the beginning. And so I thought maybe a, some sort of science field. I didn't declare did you think a major. Like doctor? No, like, was I wasn't that, thinking doctor. I was okay. thinking more like biology. Okay. Uh, Working in a lab. And yeah. Right. Like that. Right. Okay. I didn't have a, a clear picture of what a biologist would do. Mm-hmm. I just liked science. Mm-hmm. Um, and it was probably late in my freshman year that I thought, I think I could teach science. Plus, I kind of was interested in trying coaching and, and that kind of stuff. And so, like I said, I think it was late my freshman year and maybe even early my sophomore year before I finally declared a major. You know, kind of you know, finding yourself, you yeah. putting together the pieces of, I like this, I like yes. this. And I knew, yeah. I, I mean, I guess I kind of knew that I liked helping kids. I liked helping people. And so that was an easy easy jump for me to say, yeah, a teacher, teacher makes sense. I, I'm just, I, I just remember leaving high school not knowing. So you came in undecided yeah. and then sophomore year you found yourself like solidifying yeah. into a major? I put, I put biology education was my major, right? So I got, I got to become a science teacher. And so then yeah. did you just need teaching in South Dakota? I actually did in Vermilion, which in Vermilion. is really handy. I did a little bit of coaching for the middle school in Vermilion. Okay. And so I was already working for the school. Because mm-hmm. I coached a little bit of middle school football and middle school basketball, and so I think that probably helped me get my foot in the door to, to pick me for their student teacher. <laughs> so that was really handy. Didn't have to commute. It was right right, right there yep. in town, yep. Vermilion High School, at the time. And I don't know what size school it is now, but the teacher that I was student teaching with taught biology and advanced biology, and that that was all I taught. Um, so I I think I taught five or six periods of biology and a couple of advanced biology and. That was my student kind of teaching. Worked out that way. Yeah, and and I, and that was my favorite subject anyway. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, and then, so I'm not real familiar, and I imagine some of our listeners aren't either. But did you you know, want to come back to Nebraska after graduating? And then, you know, if you did, did you have to get like a Nebraska certificate versus a <clears throat> South Dakota certificate, or how'd that work? Right. Yes. Um, I didn't. I didn't have a strong desire of I have to come back to Nebraska. But I knew that was a very possible uh, scenario, especially since Vermillion is so close anyway. Uh, so I believe before I graduated, I was applying for a South Dakota season certificate and a Nebraska season certificate. Okay. Um, which is not hard to do. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> Probably fact, paperwork one, and a fee there's some, or something yeah, like that? Yeah, exactly. A little bit of red tape to cut through, and, and that's about it. So, um, so fast forward just a little bit. My wife was in college at Kearney. Mm-hmm. My my fiance at the time, um, and she is a speech pathologist, still is, and worked for the ESU down in Holdridge as she was going through grad school. So she already had a job in Nebraska. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, and so I started looking down there, and so my first teaching job was in Arapahoe, Nebraska, which is, I don't know, 40 minutes from Holdridge probably. Yeah. And so that's why we looked in that area. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> and Arapahoe was part of that ESU, and so... She ended up working at Arapahoe schools in the elementary, and I was a, I was a high school science teacher. That, that's why my first job came up, and because of 
circumstances of where my wife already had a job and and proximity Arapahoe, just, right yeah right let's look down let's there find something within that proximity right because right. i mean she could have got another job right elsewhere mm-hmm. but she already had it basically well, locked up why relocate two people when yeah, you can only right. just relocate you know one exactly yep. right yep so how was that kind of first experience? You know, what was it like kind of cutting your teeth, you know, yeah. at a school that's kind of maybe familiar, what you were very familiar with growing up, right? Because I imagine yes. Small Arapahoe town. wasn't, you know, too big. That's yeah. right. I wasn't familiar with that area of the state, but but Arapahoe is about the size of Bassett, about mm-hmm. a thousand people. C2 Same types school. of characters you're from, you know, it's just different yeah. names, different yeah, faces. Right. But so I, I, I was biology teacher, I taught biology and anatomy. Uh, seventh grade science, and then I was assistant football and assistant girls basketball. Great, great first job. I was excited. I mean, I, 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 I'll confess, I don't know much about football, but I could be an assistant, mm-hmm. and I loved basketball. Mm-hmm. So I'll, I'll, I mean, and when you're a first year teacher, you take you, anything. You take, yeah. <laughs> hey, you want to be sure? I'll be assistant. And I mean, that's what I was going for anyway. And so, great start to my mm-hmm. career. Uh, there, two years, and my wife and I kind of decided let's move back. You know, a little bit closer to a bigger town and, and closer to some family that we have in Lincoln and Omaha anyway. And so that's the only reason I was looking. And my next job was in Weeping Water, Nebraska, which is about 40 minutes, 45 minutes straight east of Lincoln. And that's also uh, similar size. That's also a small school. Class right. It, it was C2 at the C2. time, probably. Mm-hmm. Yep. Uh, and again, I was science teacher. This time I did a little bit of junior high coaching, a little high school basketball, somewhere in there. I guess I'm telling my family story, right? No, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> okay. You're getting it good, yeah, yeah. Uh, somewhere in there at Weeping Water, I decided to go to graduate school. And, you know, when you're a teacher, <clears throat> you get some pay increases on your salary if you get more college credits. And, and it goes upon years of experience and then also experience. your education. Correct, right? yep. Correct. And so I'm looking ahead to these questions here, and, and the reason I became an administrator, well, I, I wasn't. I wasn't saying I really want to be a principal. I, I wasn't what was on my mind. I wanted to get a master's degree, and when you're a teacher, you get a master's in administration, special education, or it's called curriculum instruction, yep. right? And so I was looking at those choices, and I thought, you know, I don't really know if I want to be a principal, but I can't be a principal unless I get this degree. Right, yeah. And so I just as well leave the door open. I have to have and, it if yeah, I want to, right? This would be more, because I'm going to get a pay increase as a teacher anyway. Mm-hmm. So I just as well get that master's that will get my foot in the door for if I ever decide to do that. Take that Lex. <laughs> right. Right. And that happened much quicker than I thought it would. So <laughs> it was a two-year program at Doan, the master's program. And in fact, Dr. Bartholomew was in my group. Same group. My okay. Yeah. Yep. yep. Uh, so while I was teaching and coaching... Somewhere, somewhere in there, my twins were born. So that had to have been what? This was like 2007? Not no, even that. 2002. 2002? Was when it was, 2002 was when I started grad okay. school. Um, and I, I, should, I should point out, we lived in Lincoln. My wife worked in Seward, and I worked in Weeping Water. So we both commuted kind of opposite directions there. And so all at once, I was head boys basketball coach, science teacher, in master's school, in master's, my master's program, baby twins and I had a 45 minute commute every day <laughs> so Just a lot on the plate all the yes time. right right yeah. but I mean that's how fast everything moved right mm-hmm. um so three years in weeping water but in that third year was I was starting my master's after that year so I'm halfway done with my master's at this point and it's May or June and a position comes came open at Centennial 
which is a commute, you know, the other direction from Lincoln. Yep, yep. Um, for an AD and a science teacher, athletic director and science teacher. So it would, basically the job description was I taught four periods of science, and I was also athletic director. And I was halfway through. I was halfway through my master's program. Um, I was ready to try it. Take that next level. Yep. Plus, it fit me. I'm a science teacher, also, mm-hmm. right? So, kind of late in the game. School was already out by the time I'm getting an interview, mm-hmm. um, and they decided to hire me, um, and so that's what I did: part-time science teacher, full-time athletic director, right? <laughs> and a little You'd bit be of teaching assist- sessions, yeah. Trying to figure out, you know, and a little bit of assistant principal duties, snow stuff. Yeah, yeah, right, right. <clears throat> um, so I was learning. I learned on the fly, mm-hmm. but that was kind of my first administrative job. And I still had to finish grad school too. So in that year, I was commuting the other direction. We finally, we finally found a house. We finally sold our house in Lincoln, rented a house in in Utica, mm-hmm. and so we finally, I was finally living where I was working, which is, so probably felt was, great. That was huge. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Because um, it probably then, been yeah a few years since you were in that situation. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And then I and then something fell on my lap again. I feel pretty lucky. So I'm from O'Neill. Well, there's a small town of Elgin. Not oh, too yes. far from O'Neill, yep. mm-hmm. and there's a small Catholic school there, and I happen to know the priest that used to work at that school, and he, I, I was applying for principal jobs, mm-hmm. and then he, he got a hold of me and said, hey, I think this is going to come open, and you should apply for this, and I, it felt like it was hometown. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's mm-hmm. just another small town really close to O'Neill. Mm-hmm. Our twins were still little, Yep. Um, and so I only spent one year at Centennial. Mm-hmm. Um, left that rental house and found a rental house in Elgin. So, because yep, I got yep. the Pope John Central Catholic is what the name of the high school is, mm-hmm. and so that was my first principal job, and again a great starting job for me. I guess how what was that kind of what was the biggest kind of jump and change going from a prince you know being a um, you know athletic director where now you're like in charge of. Other, you know, staff that you're right. you're in charge of, you know, and so that was kind of your first time, maybe, yep. you know, in that leadership role where you're directing other staff. So, what was that kind of transition like? What were some maybe some obstacles that you had to yeah. you know, overcome or hurdles? Or, the know, transition, like um, yeah. just like when I was AD for that one year, I, was, I learned on the fly. I mean, mm-hmm. I learned as I went, and so I remember as a teacher and even as the AD there. I didn't go to school board meetings. That was rare. Mm-hmm. Teachers, you know, so I went from attending maybe two school board meetings total okay. in my career Ever. Yeah. <laughs> to now I'm at, I'm at Paul John and I'm writing the agenda and I'm running the meeting. Mm-hmm. I'm, in, I'm in charge of the board meeting. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. At a Catholic school, it's a little bit different than a public school. For for practical purposes, I'm the, I'm the only administrator there. It's a small school. I'm the superintendent and the principal kind of. Type deal. Yeah. Um, which is why I ran the board meeting, and so that was a that was a shift. Mm-hmm. Um, but I liked I liked learning about evaluating teachers. Um, I liked the idea of, and again, the advantage of this being so small. I mean, I'm, I'm going to say seven through twelve, there was a total of 130 kids. Oh wow! Yeah. So really yep. small. Yep. Which means not very many teachers, mm-hmm. and so it was easy for me to come in and say, "Yep, I'm going to evaluate." All of these teachers here in my first year, and I do it again next year, and that was easy. Mm-hmm. Uh, easy in terms of scheduling it, right? Because um, yeah, we have probably less yeah. than a dozen teachers, or, right? Yeah, half right. a dozen teachers. Right. Yeah. Um, it's hard for me to explain this to people, but at, at at Pope John, like I said, great first principal job for me because it was really small. 
you know, I liked the place. They liked me. Uh, I, I was a rookie, but mm-hmm. again, really small school, and it, it worked out. As time went on, I kind of discovered that there's th- certain things you have to do at a at a private school, a religious school, that you that aren't what I got into being got into education for. Mm-hmm. Fundraising, for example. Oh, yep. Right. Yep. Um, the fact that the parents pay tuition. All of your you're asking for accounts receivable. Yeah. Yeah. I didn't. That's not why I decided to become a principal. Yep. Yep. So I decided in about my third year there. There's nothing wrong with a job. I was happy, but that this isn't what I wanted to become a principal. This for. wasn't so your I'm view of start a looking. principal. Someone yeah, can do yeah. this job, but it might not be me. Yep, yep. Right. Uh, and so I just started looking, and again, I found that's when I found Wakefield. I didn't even know where Wakefield was. I had to look on a map. Google search. Right. Yeah, right. Yeah. And it was up by Wayne State College, about yep. ten miles away. Mm-hmm. And again, that was another seven twelve principal job, but it was quite a bit bigger school, mm-hmm. about mm-hmm. twice the size probably. Um, and so, because Wakefield was what C is. They're C, also C two. C two. They're still a C two, I guess. Okay. Now that I think about it, um, whereas Pope John was probably a D two. <laughs> right. You know? Yeah. Yeah. Um, and so, my twins, in their really young years, where they're before they even have a memory of things, we moved quite a bit. So we moved from, you know, from Lincoln to Utica to Elgin, and then to Wakefield. In a what, in five about a five, five year span. period. Yeah. Yep. Um, but so Wakefield is their probably their first memory. Yeah, they yeah, were, that they were about five. preschool, kindergarten. Yeah, yeah things yep, are they starting went to, to come around. There and, yeah, and started kindergarten there the next year. So, um, so how was that? I mean, finding a house. I mean, it sounds yeah. like you've been able, you were able to, you know, be able to find a house pretty yeah. easily. That's, that's the other thing that I look back on. That's kind of I, I think interesting. We had the toughest time selling a house, uh, the house in Lincoln. Really, it took yeah. us a long time to get that sold. The house in Elgin, somebody wanted it right away. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. We found a house in Wakefield, um, kind of by luck, and then we were able to sell that and find another house in Wakefield. Uh, then we sold that one when it came to York. We sold that one fairly quickly. So yeah, so I've been pretty lucky, except for the Lincoln one. The Lincoln one, uh, yeah, yeah, that yeah. came back to bite us a little bit. But because uh, yeah, I mean nowadays market, I mean finding a house is right. I mean, the, right. just as hard. I mean, yeah, selling it's the easy part. Yeah, right. finding it's hard. Yeah, and Wakefield's another small town. Mm-hmm. So I mean, we lived a block from the school. Right, and um, my twins basically grew up there. Everything in one building. Yes. Uh, yep, yep. Yep. K twelve. It was one long building with a you know long walkway between them, basically, and mm-hmm. um, and so, like I said, my twins started kindergarten there, and they went all the way through tenth grade before we moved to York, and so everybody knew who I was mm-hmm. because Jack and Sam are their names. I was Jack and Sam's dad. Yep. Yep. And so as they as they went up through elementary, of course, I knew those kids, and mm-hmm. you know, that's Jack and Sam's dad. And I mean, they they knew their high school principal way before they got to. Junior high. <laughs> yep. Because yep. I was Jack and Sam's dad. Yeah. You know, yep. I'd go to baseball mm-hmm. games and that kind of stuff and great place to raise the kids. Right. Yeah. Um and then and I feel I feel more lucky the more I talk here. <laughs> but a window opened for me. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I was at Wakefield, like I said, I was there twelve years. And I knew Mitch from years ago mm-hmm. um at grad school. I also knew. So Chris. is this like what 2018? You're getting this kind of uh, call? 19. 2019. Yep. Yeah. So I knew Chris and Beth Erickson because mm-hmm. they worked at Centennial at the time. But so yeah, you yeah, overlapped a year with them. Yep, yep. Yep. So again, it was years past, and we had kind of kept in touch. But I knew them, and I and then I had heard that Mitch got the superintendent job here, mm-hmm. and there's a principal opening, and and it was the right window at the right time. 
And, and, and I jumped through it. And what was that like, you know, moving from, you know, I mean, you had established, you know, a right. life. Right. You know, in My Wakefield. Basically grew up there. Your kids had right. grown up. And so right. what was, you know, obviously I'm sure there was a conversation with family. Yep. You know, every, you know everybody yep. got to get on board. And so what was that kind of like? Great question. Uh, so I'll take my twins, and I don't know if you know them, but they're about opposite, as about as opposite you can get. They don't they don't act like twins or look like twins at all. Um, Jack Jack loved the idea. He he kind of prefers being anonymous a little bit. He enjoys that kind yeah, of yeah. It kind of likes just being in the background, and so you don't get that at a small school. <laughs> yeah, there is no background. Everybody yeah. knows you, <laughs> right? Right. Uh, so the idea of York with 120 kids in your grade. That that's that sort of excited him. Um, Still kind of hard to be in the background, but you know, yeah, it's a little right. more reasonable. It's better, know? right, right, yeah, right. right. Yeah. Sam had a tough time. He was he was pretty settled there, mm-hmm. um, and he he's very successful. He was at York too with speech and one act and, and music. He was in Wakefield too, just on a smaller level. Right. Yep. And so he he was he was too comfortable. I shouldn't say too comfortable. He was comfortable enough there that he. He was nervous about moving. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And then Simon, who was a fourth grader at the time in Wakefield, was sort of a mix. Yeah. He was kind of excited, kind of a neat idea to try a new school and, and, and look at a new house, but hesitant a little bit. Yep, yep. Um, but it was the right time. It was the right thing for us, and I'm, I'm glad we made the move. Without a doubt. Yep. Without a doubt. Yep. So what kind of um, you know impressed you about... Um, you know this area. I guess I mean you knew the you knew some of the people that you were working yep, with. Yep. Um, so that kind of made the move real easy. But you know what kind of when you came and you know looked at the, the position and mm-hmm. I'm sure they took you around the community. Mm-hmm. What were some of the things that kind of stood out to you and well and, and about the position? And, I'm going to refer to small town again or small school because I, I think if you live in York, you, you still call this a small town. But to me, it's a good size, it's the right size small type of small town, right? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, and same with the school. So. Us walking in here, 450 kids in the building versus at Wakefield, there was probably 450 in K-12. But, so we walk in, and it doesn't seem like a huge... I, I, I had a vision of what a Class B school looks like that was that was warped. Just yeah, this monstrosity it was too big of a building. Yeah, right, yeah. right. And Class A was even you know, out yeah, of this world. Thousands yeah. of kids. Yeah. <laughs> right, right. I can't even imagine that. And so I was wrong about that, it, it, the image I had. Uh, and... Of course, we toured the elementary because Simon was going to be a fifth grader. And and the, the elementary has a ton of kids. There are 600, 650 kids in there. But you wouldn't know it mm-hmm. when you walk through that building. No. Yeah. You don't walk in that elementary and, and think, this is a huge elementary. And so it still had, it was bigger. It was a good move up for me. Uh, but it still had the small school and small town type of feel. Sort of felt more like a family um, in the right way. And so starting... Um what, August 2019, mm-hmm. you had, what, six months of normal principalship? Exactly. And then we had things... three quarters of the year. And, <laughs> and yeah. everything really kind of changed. Surprised so everybody, right. How did that kind of, how did you not kind of navigate that, you know, kind of experience? Now it's hard to think back and imagine. I, I don't remember what it felt like before COVID. I suppose mm-hmm. everybody could say that, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. But I don't, remember, I don't remember what my principal job at York even felt like. Of course, everything's new that year. Mm-hmm. First time we had a homecoming. First time, you know, all, all those firsts. So many firsts, yeah. Right. Yeah. Um, yeah. And then we missed those firsts 
for the first oh, the back stuff. Half, you know, right. Your first graduation. Right. First. I mean, we had a graduation, but it wasn't normal. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so last year ended up being kind of my first year for some of those events. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, but again, I can't remember what it felt like or what I was, what I, what I, my thinking was before that happened because it surprised all of us so much. And mm-hmm. also, also, Caught everyone. All yeah, of a sudden we just... closed school. I was the only one in the building some days, <laughs> you know. Um, and then last year was a challenge. The, I, I call it the mask year, mm-hmm. right? Yep, yep. The year of the masks. And there was still COVID around, of course. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. We, we dealt with some quarantines and, and a, lot of, a lot of absences. Probably the most was October of 2020. Somewhere in that area where, holy cow, this is, we, we got a lot of Everyone kids gone. gone. Yeah. But T- we, st- we still push yeah. forward. I guess the days and weeks and months probably kind of blend together. And so, again, I had some experience at York already, but when it comes to the fourth quarter activities, they were all brand new to me. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And so we had an awards night, but it was different. We had a graduation, but it was a little bit different. Yeah. Right? It wasn't the full capacity of the city auditorium. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So even even this year, right now, this time of year, it's yeah. going to be some first where it was real and This normal. is going to be your, like... This is the first this real is what prom. it should have been right. yeah, for this the last the three years. the first real athletic banquet. Yeah. That, all that kind of stuff. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I guess, yeah, yeah. yeah. A lot of that stuff you just don't realize. Right. I guess. Yeah. Right. What are some things that have, you know, been implemented through COVID that you kind of, you know, latched onto as, wow, this is a good idea. We're going to keep doing this. And, you know, we don't need to talk about the temporary ones, but what are some, you know, the ones that, you know, were maybe you thought were going to be temporary and right. actually, you know, became, or was there anything like that? Well, um, on a minor level, uh, just a student management level, because of COVID, and we still do it this way just because it works better, when the kids go to lunch, they all sit at their table. Uh, they don't get in the lunch line and go through the kitchen and get their trays. They all sit at the table. And then we just miss them. Okay, your table, your table, your table, you can go. And that seems like it's such a small thing, mm-hmm. but it works so well. I don't know why we didn't do it before. Right. Yeah, it's so one of those things like we, why were we... We did it because of COVID. Why did we have this long line yeah, of kids? Yeah, this, exactly. And it ends up right. being kind of a madhouse sometimes. And, yeah, and, yeah. And Nobody's so paying really attention. Yeah, yeah, right. Yeah. Now, on a more major and more serious level, uh, curriculum uh, or just even teaching methods or mm-hmm. how do you handle a kid that's gone for a week because they're sick. Mm-hmm. COVID taught us some of those things. Um, we can do it. It's mm-hmm. fine. You know, I remember during COVID, I remember last year, the year of the masks, I remember talking to the teachers about, you've done this before. It's just been only a handful of kids. You've done this before where a kid has to miss two weeks because they had a surgery. Or they missed two weeks because um, they broke their leg and whatever. Like we've done, we've this done it before, before. Mm-hmm. but now you're gonna apply it to eight kids, you know, right? Or, or, <laughs> or, do, or dozens, more. Yeah. right? Right. Um, and then the, on the teaching side, it kind of made us, and I, I think everybody, not just the high school, it kind of made us think, let's while we have them here present in our building with us, let's teach them the 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 what I would call the fundamentals, and that's not the right word for it, um, the priority standards. Mm-hmm. Let's let's get to those because we have them in front of our face. We, we dealt with a fourth quarter a couple of years ago of we're trying to teach online, mm-hmm. completely online. And then last year we had some present but a lot sick, mm-hmm. right? So now that they're right in front of our face, let's let's protect the time we have with them and, and give them our best every day, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. you know, because you don't know what's going to happen. It shocked the, it shocked the world. 
you'll know we're going to close down. Yeah. Right. <laughs> I, I'm not predicting that at all, but but you know what I'm saying. Mm -hmm. It taught taught us a lesson, I think. Yeah, I think yeah. there was a lot. Yeah, certainly gained. Like you said, yeah. I mean, being able to uh, you know high you know have high hybrid learning and what yeah. does that look like? Right. And you know, being able to you know mm -hmm. if a kid's out from class, you know, can he zoom in? If he can, you know, try and get the information, you know, and make it work or whatever. Yep. I think that that's been that was certainly you know really cool and everything. Well, it taught us a lot of teachers. I think all over the world probably it taught us how much technology we knew and didn't know. Mm -hmm. What were we not implementing that we should have been right. that we had at our disposal? Right. We were only using a fraction. Right. Of it. Now we have to use it. So mm -hmm. now we're yeah right. And even I mean, as professionals, I'm sure. Being able to go to like conferences and mm -hmm. be like yep. a lot more of those things are maybe being offered Correct. online because they know yep. they can reach more people. That's right. And, you know, maybe they may charge a little bit less because it's Let, not in person. Let's just have but, a Zoom meeting, right? Yeah, right, yep. you know, or you know, yeah, yeah. Yep. I agree. I think that's that's been great. You know, instead of having to work around schedules and get everyone in person or do it awkwardly over the conference, mm -hmm. you know, the conference call where everyone's trying to yell at the thing in the center of the table. Right. Let's get them on a Zoom where we can see each other and we can. You know, be more effective at communication because what is eighty-five percent of communications like more than just the words? Right. Yeah. Yep. And so, I mean, you know, to be able to effectively communicate, you know, it's been yeah huge. That's right. Cool. So we'll kind of jump into rapid fire questions here okay. to kind of round out our interview. All right. Uh, first one's up. Uh, favorite smell? Is there kind of a favorite smell that kind of comes to mind? Uh, I suppose bacon. Bacon. Okay. Smell bacon. Yeah. <laughs> you got like a bacon candle or anything? Yeah, like I should. That? I should. <laughs> I just got. I was just at Orchard the other day. They had a football leather candle. Really? And that okay. smells fantastic. Interesting. Okay. Yeah, okay. All right. Smelled great. Yeah. Uh, a favorite uh, season. Summer. Summer? Yep. Okay. Yeah. Uh, reason, you know, I can probably guess it, but what, what kind of reason? Just more flexibility in my schedule. Yep, yep. You know, just get out take about. some time off. Yep, yep that's, that's right. About. Yep. yep. Uh, what's a favorite way to kind of spend your day off? Either, you know, taking the family somewhere or just you yourself. You know, which one would you maybe, or I think, one I think example of each or what? My first thought when you with that question is to have the day to yourself. And I don't necessarily mean without kids. I just mean... No one's telling you what to do and where to go. No agenda. Time, right? yeah. No agenda. Yeah. I don't have to get up at a certain time. I don't have to be in a place at a certain time. I can, I can take my time and spend the day and mm -hmm. decide at three o'clock that I'm going to go out somewhere and and then come back at four. Mm -hmm. You know, right, right, right. <laughs> so yeah. that's what I like about days off. Days off. Yep. It's just that freedom of yep. you know, that, uh, your own schedule. Right. Uh, a favorite uh, restaurant you have uh, here in York County? Something Boy. that you either go to regularly or when. Friends or family come and visit you. What's something that you gotta take those people to? We go to offsides probably the most frequently here in New York, but I like Carrie's restaurant. Yeah, yeah, down in cool too. I I like um, Waco. I can't think of the name. Hunter's of Lounge. Yeah, yes, over in Waco. I like Hunters yeah. too. Yes, yeah. Yeah. they got good steaks there. They have yeah. real good food over yeah. there. Yeah. yeah. Oh, if I would have known, uh, I had a good this or that. I'll do it anyways. Uh, <laughs> Junction Burger or Junction Philly. Um, Probably a Philly. Junction Philly. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Right. <laughs> yep. uh, a favorite memory here in York County, or you know, maybe a series of memories. You know, um, you know, been here three years. What's yeah. something that maybe kind of stands out to you? You know, uh, over these last three years. I'll never forget the graduation we had two years ago. That was at the um, Levitt Stadium there. Yep. It, just because it was so unique. Mm -hmm. So without here, a doubt, myself and and the superintendent and the and the school board president. 
and the hundred and some graduates sitting in the bleachers and then us looking on the field at the audience. And it, it turned out to be a nice day. It was kind of hot, but it was, a, it was a pretty nice day. Way better than the alternative uh, of being I, rained on. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't know it was coming, but but someone arranged a little flyover with a, with a local plane. That, oh, that's that cool. Right, it was perfect timing, right when they were singing the, the school song. Someone had them the right. You know, yeah, I think up, they had it timed. Radio, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. But so... Now, of course, now they're going to be at City Auditorium, and I love that place, too, because my twins graduated in that, in that building, and, and I still have memories of that, too. But I'll never forget that unique graduation we had. And that certainly yeah. is unique because, I yep. mean, I went to school here, and I remember you know, talking about graduation and talking with classes above me and below me. Right. We always wanted an outside graduation. Yeah, right. And I know. So, like, to get one and now to have yeah. one on the record books yeah. and you know, say <laughs> right. that you, know, you can do it. That's you right. Know, it, that's super, super cool. Yeah. That's right. Um, what's kind of a, a dream vacation um, that maybe you've got planned up or dreamed up uh, well, maybe to take someday? I guess I don't know if it's a dream vacation because I've been there before, but I want to go to Jamaica. I, I'd go back there. Oh, what, what, oh, what, what there, part? Uh, Negril. It's a, it's a resort there. Yeah, I yeah. stayed in Negril. Yeah. I stayed yeah. at um, it's a local spot. I follow him on Facebook, but it's a local spot. It's owned by a guy from Colorado. Really, his okay. family owned it. You know, he after he graduated, he moved on down there to yeah. uh, Negril. He speaks Patois. Really, that like okay. weird little yeah. like lang- that unique language to right. just down there. Right. Um, yeah, you know, I was down there for a service trip and everything like that. So right. I didn't get to stay on the resort, but right. it was great, great experience. I still got to go like zip lining through sure. like waterfalls and sure. stuff like that. Yep. And, yeah, it's a blast. I love that place. I yep. mean, great, I would definitely go back. Great people. I yep. really love that. Right. Everything down there. Uh, a favorite candy bar, something that maybe you've uh, got you know, stashed away. Baby Ruth. Baby Ruth. Yep. Okay. Yep. <laughs> has that been a you know favorite since childhood? Uh, it has yeah. actually. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Oh yeah, the one to get at the baseball game. That's yeah. right. That's right. <laughs> Uh, a favorite county or a local event, something you maybe look forward to every year, whether it's maybe <clears throat> balloon days downtown or... I like um, the, uh, is it called Business After Hours? Yeah, yeah, the Salute to the, Educators. The Salute to Educators, yes. I like they do that. the raffle, yep. yeah, yeah. You know, and I like the Harvest Moon that FFA puts on, too. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm about to experience my first flavors of York here. That's right, your leadership I'm, York I'm part class. of that group, yep, yep. Yeah. so I'm looking forward to that. I haven't been to that yet, but... That'll be, that'll be fun. Yeah, no, that's a great event. Great class to go through. You meet right. a lot of great people. You For learn, sure. You learn so much about the you know, city of York and what kind of operate, how things kind of operate. Absolutely. And things like that. Yep. So, yeah I, yeah, I love that Leadership York class. And the Flavors of York is, yeah, a fun, fun event to kind of plan. Yep. And everything to see April 7th. Yeah, circle yep, on your that's calendar. that's it. That's it. Yep. So, right. yeah, yeah, we're going to have to, you know, Get some tickets it's sold coming. for you. Yeah, so, right, yeah. that's right. Uh, when this comes out, actually, the event will have already passed. So, oh, congratulations okay. Okay, on the successful I'm glad uh, well. flavors of York. <laughs> right. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, the last segment here we got. Uh, it's kind of a fun one. It's called "What's Making Us Happy." It's just talking about the good in our lives. Um, you know, what's kind of you know, um, you know, kind of you know, good you know, what's going on in the world. And so, for me, uh, I'm a big hockey fan, and we're starting to get to the end of the hockey season, which means playoff hockey is coming, and I'm very excited for playoff hockey. I mm-hmm. think that's a, good. Uh, a lot of fun and fun to watch and everything like that. So what's something good maybe going on in, in your on your end? Well, I, I'm really happy that we have as as normal as a, of a year as, as you could expect. Um, I really think it's been almost 100% normal, really, except for you know a few kids that were sick for a few days. Uh, I'm really happy about that because the, the masks, I think, you know, got got to people's heads a little bit. Got tiresome. Yeah, yeah, it did. Mm-hmm. And, and so then, 
so now it's spring and a ton of things happen in the last two months of school. Mm-hmm. And so it's it's exciting stuff. Court, April is the yeah, worst month I know. in the calendar, I know. it seems like. It's, it, everything so falls there. All happens in, you're, you're right, it all <laughs> happens in April and May. Uh, so in addition to, of course, the sports seasons, postseason would be in May. Mm-hmm. Uh, but also you have the musical and you have the awards night, which is actually in April. Uh, graduation, all that kind of stuff. It's exciting. It's an exciting time of year. It's busy, but... And that awards nights, so because that's the scholarships, right? Where Correct. Everything gets yep. Yep. out, and yeah, there's a couple million dollars or more. Yes. Yeah, that gets yes. kind of handed out. It's amazing. So right. yeah, that's you know exciting. That's only a testament to the community. You know, Correct. A lot of those money, you know, that money's you know comes from uh, the community foundation. It sure and, does. Yes. And, and they're all local. That, yep. They're all local. So yeah, that's that's a fun day for sure. So yeah, uh, thank you for taking time every day out of the last you know, forty-five minutes or so, sitting okay. down with me. Yep. Uh, I appreciate everything. I also like to thank our uh, members once again. You know, Cornerstone Bank, York General, uh, York State Bank, uh, Overland Ready Mix, Copsa OD, and Midwest Bank. Once again, all great members that help us do what we do down here at YCDC, promoting York County. Uh, so I'll let you kind of close out the episode, uh, Jason. I know with some words of wisdom. If you got a favorite quote, if there's you know some event, we've already done some plugging of some events. But yeah. if you got anything else, you maybe want to you know mention uh, an event that the school has throughout the last part of the year. We'll have you go ahead and kind of plug that. Boy, um, I don't know if I have great words of wisdom, except that we've been through we've been through tough times, and I suppose you could say we're still in tough times in, in a way. Uh, but I think we're going to do it. We're going to make it. It's going to life goes on. Um, I don't mean to. I don't mean to make it sound like that's all easy and everybody's going to be fine. But I do think that we're at a school. I'm talking about the school setting. I think we're all going to work together because because we're, we're out on the same goal to help the kids. So I don't know if you call that words of wisdom or or, or what, but that's how I feel. Certainly. Yep. Well, yeah. Thanks for thanks for everything, Jason. Okay. This is Seventeen County, a new podcast brought to you by the York County Development Corporation in Nebraska. For more information about life and opportunity in the heartland, visit yorkdevco.com. Come grow with us. And if you liked this episode, be sure to rate and review 17 County on Apple Podcasts or wherever you listen.